What is up, everybody? Welcome back into Tide Talk Live, a live edition on this Tuesday night. Uh, Stacy Blackwood joined by Jake Thomas and Joe Will. Guys, how we doing? I'm doing great. You know, it's uh, been a great week so far. Uh, got a lot of, you know, a lot to talk about. Uh, you know, we had Saban have a little interview, so we're going to talk about that tonight. Joe, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. That uh, that music right there at the beginning kind of just got my mind right. I felt like I was about to run out of yeah. the football tunnel or something. Yeah, that's I'm pretty neat. I love that. Yeah, that countdown music, like it, it was like almost therapeutic for me. Like I was fisting to close my eyes and kind of drift mm-hmm. away for a minute. But get in the uh, zone, baby. <laughs> in that's the right. zone. That's right. That's right. Well, as we wait for for people to to pile in on the live stream. Uh, uh, if you're not already, make sure you like, share, and subscribe today as we continue to to build our channel here at Tide Talk Live. Uh, we, we appreciate all the support we've received so far. Uh, if you jump down in the comment section, you can see the link for BetUS. You can sign up, and uh, when you when you sign up and make a deposit, you will receive a 125% bonus deposit on your first deposit, so make sure you do that. Then if you click the link to Latour and Watches, uh, if you purchase a watch, you receive free shipping from that link. So make sure you jump down in the description and do all that. Uh, the, the chat will be open tonight, obviously, with it being a live show. So make sure you join the conversation. Let us know your thoughts and opinions on on Coach Saban's comments that he had with Joel Clad. And if you haven't seen that already, uh, just open up a new tab on your on your screen and look up Nick Saban, Joel Clatt, and you'll be able to find uh, Coach Saban's comments. But if unless you live under a rock, I'm sure you've already heard and seen those but uh we're going to be talking about that uh whether we agree or disagree what coach saban's right what if coach saban's wrong and just kind of our opinions on uh what coach saban had to say about to joe clad about the college football playoff and parity within college football and and all the 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 details that they had to discuss on on joe clad's show but uh as as people continue i'm going to go ahead and put the chat over on our screen so we can all see it as we uh as we do our show and uh so like we said if, if you're watching live make sure you jump in the comments and or in the chat so we can kind of discuss with you and and you can make your opinions and thoughts known all right so so coach saban was 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 on with joel clatt and he talked about you know really a bunch of different things but mostly the biggest storylines is is about parity within college football uh he talked about uh, how Alabama didn't get in the playoff last year, even though he was told that he would been, that Alabama would have been favored against three of the four teams that did make the playoff. So we're going to kind of unpack all that and, and kind of give our thoughts and opinions on that. And Jake, I'm going to start with you. Uh, as far as last season's college football playoff and Alabama not making it after going, uh, you know, ten and two in the regular season, you know, two losses on the road. Uh, by combined four points, both of them on the very last play of the game. Uh, in hindsight, it's I think it's easy to say that Alabama probably should have been in. But do you think in the moment the college football playoff committee got it right? And what, what do you think about Nick Saban kind of making that comment about how, you know, 
if they were favored, then why weren't they in? Yeah, you know, I, I agree with Saban's comments on honestly because honestly, since we've had this college football playoff system where we've had humans getting their hands involved, there's always been, you know, I don't, I don't feel like the top four teams have always made it every single year. Um, so there is no accountability, like, like Saban said, on that. And uh, I believe last year, I told you fellas today in our chat, but to me, and I'm not trying to be a homer, but you put Alabama against that TCU team, Alabama beats them by four touchdowns probably. So even if they don't beat Georgia in the national championship game, they at least give a better showing than what TCU did in the national championship game against Georgia last year. So I, I do believe that that Alabama because I mean, how do you fault losing by four point total four total points on the road and and two hostile environments? I know there was games that easily could have been won by Bama, but there was also, especially the Tennessee game, where we had to claw our way back into it. I think it was down like 28 to 10 at one point, but we clawed our way back into it. So the the resiliency of, of the team was there, you know. So I, I can't fault them for losing on the road those two games because, I mean, they was in hostile environments, and they had to make a comeback and, and won, a big comeback in, in one of those games and did. All right, Joe. Joe, what what are your thoughts on on Coach Saban's remarks? Obviously, there's a lot to unpack. Um, you know, we're, we can get back into the playoff conversation. Um, one thing I will kind of play devil's advocate on with uh, the fact that Alabama didn't get into playoff last year, I feel like it's a little bit ridiculous to still. I mean, you can be upset about it, but. I feel like we should kind of be moving on at this point and not still be thinking about like last year. I was very surprised last year when Saban came on and basically pleaded his case. I think it was in um, the uh, SEC championship game, if I'm correct. So I thought that was a bit odd. Um, some of what Saban said I agree with, but I don't think we should still be kind of thinking about last year. And um, you guys are talking about those losses. And I feel like, like you said, in the group chat earlier that you didn't think um, like what's the point in playing tough games if they're not going to matter if you don't go undefeated. Right. Well, I think that kind of proves a point to expand the playoff because if that's the case and you're an Alabama team like last year and you have a couple close losses on the road in tough environments, if you expand the playoffs, like Alabama would have been in this year more than likely, you know, barring anything completely crazy from the committee, which you never want to take that out of the equation. Yeah, and and but see that kind of that goes back to me. That brings you to the point of <clears throat> when when we started the playoff, what was their what was their big selling point? It's the four best teams. Best that, teams. That that's what they that's what they if you mm -hmm. go back and watch the when the playoffs first started, what was that, 2014? Was it 2014? Yeah. Um before the season started, I mean, there was commercial after commercial. And all it was all centered around getting the four best teams in the playoff. So, if what are you when you expand the playoffs, then you're just watering down the competition. So, it, it kind of goes back to like I said, like I mentioned in in the group chat. 
and this goes all the way back to what Coach Saban has been talking about as far as the nine-game SEC schedule and the competitive balance. What is the point of playing a murderer's row worth of games every single season when you're playing when, when you're when the a team that is playing a completely different schedule? I'm talking, and I'm not just talking about within the SEC. I'm talking about over, across college football. TCU in the Big 12, and you can say this especially now with Texas and Oklahoma coming to the SEC, they do not remotely play the competition that the teams in the SEC will, yet they have right. the exact uh, amount of opportunities to make the playoff. How is that competitive balance? So the, the point Coach mm-hmm. Saban is making is that we have to figure out a, a different way, and and I don't know if you if you watch the part where he's talked about maybe we make different leagues, and and you know mm-hmm. they they separate themselves, and you know maybe they play in a playoff, and this other league plays in a playoff, but you can't have two two different conferences. For, that's the only way I can really put it. Like we'll use the SEC and the Big Twelve for example, especially with Texas and Oklahoma coming to the SEC. They their schedules are so unbalanced compared to each other. How can you possibly, uh, and subjectively and or objectively compare the two teams? Uh, A two loss Alabama team in the SEC is far superior to a eleven and one TCU team in the Big Twelve. Alabama Alabama would still get in then uh, if you're expanding the playoffs. So. Okay, it doesn't but, but, okay. matter. It won't matter how many close losses they had. They would have gotten this okay. year. Okay, but so. then you go. Then you go back to the point. Well, then the regular season doesn't matter as much, right? So I mean, well, and that goes back to the point. Well, when is enough enough? I mean, so like, it just it's just so we we're, we create we we think we're solving one problem, but all we're doing is creating a whole other set of problems. Yep. And and so I think. I, I, and people always talk about how he's complaining, and you brought up how he uh, he's still talking about it. Well, look, I mean, look, in a perfect world, yes, he it needs to be kind of put put in the rearview mirror because it's over with. But he's also sitting down in an interview with Joe Clatt, and Joe Clatt's asking him a question. You know what I mean? So like, it, it's it's Saban has enough respect for Joe Clatt to kind of give him as a truthful response, and also. Everyone who's kept up with Nick Saban over the last 20 years, he has calculated in every single thing that he says. He says everything for a reason. He knew yesterday or whenever they recorded that, that whenever that was published, it was going to get thousands upon thousands upon thousands of reactions and comments Mm -hmm. and opinions from that. And so, and what does that do? It moves the needle. It gets people talking. It gets discussions like this to be opened up and had. So maybe there are some changes coming that need to be made because you, and, and he, like you talked about, well, if you expand the playoff, then it, it doesn't matter because everybody still gets in. Once again, you're allowing a team like a TCU, and I'm just using it for example because they're the team who made the playoff last year. And got completely boat raced. Was proven to not even mm-hmm. to have belonged on that field with Georgia. Right. Um. Uh. They have equal footing of getting into the playoff when they do not play 
a remotely close schedule to what the teams in the SEC play. And that's what Coach Saban's talking about, competitive balance. That's why he is now starting to turn the side of, hey, I don't want to play an extra SEC game and take a chance of losing the game when TCU's over there playing a bunch of Baylors every week and, you know, they can go undefeated. And then mm-hmm. my, my, my losses, I mean, even though they would lose about six games in this on this schedule instead of two or three, I mean, so his point is you, you can't have people with, with an equal opportunity to make something when they are not going through at least something close or relatively close to the level of competition that the other team is playing. And that's why you see the NFL the, the way they are. They have – they you know, you see nine and seven teams getting into the playoffs because they've, they have watered down and saturated their regular season where it's not as important. Right. And and we're eventually it, people are going to say I'm crazy. We're eventually going to get to that because, uh, like I mentioned, I think on our last live show, um, it, it was it was good enough for forever for people to vote, and then it was good enough for a long time for a computer who was completely objective and had no favoritism. Uh, that wasn't no, that was no longer good enough. Well, so we'll just go to four teams, but we're, we're going to keep it there. Well, that lasted about a decade. Now we're going to go to 12. How long is that going to last? I mean, A decade. So, I mean, <laughs> we, we just continue to think we're solving problems when all we're doing is creating a whole other set of problems. And I know that was a very long-winded response, and I'm going to let you guys take the floor now. But th- I'm so passionate about this because – because I don't want to lose the game of college football and what separated it from every other sport on the planet, which mm-hmm. is the regular season is what mattered. That is right. what mattered. Mm-hmm. And and now it's, it's, it's being saturated with the 12-team playoff and with conference expansion, which I love because it's more competition, but also you're taking away the best teams from other conferences. So now they don't play nobody, but they still have the same opportunity to get in the playoff as you do when you play murderer's row every single season. Yeah. I I agree with a lot of what you said, but I do also think that we're worrying too much. Obviously, you know, you're going to have a couple of teams in there like TCU, Tulane, uh, maybe a team from another conference that definitely just doesn't pass the eye test and shouldn't be in there. But I think also a lot of these better teams that we're talking about, uh, you know, your Alabamas, your Georgias, and then also teams like French teams that were on the outside of playoffs this year, like, wouldn't it have been fun to see maybe LSU in the playoff? Tennessee probably would have made it. Uh, Clemson towards the end of the year. A lot of these teams that sputtered early on in the season and kind of caught their stride later on, those teams are also the teams that we're going to see in the playoffs. So it's not just the teams like uh, – no, I'm blanking. T- not, you're not just having TCU and Tulane. You're also having these big-name, big-brand teams – they can sneak into the playoffs and make some noise too. And a lot of them too will probably be SEC teams. Like I said, if the playoff was 12 teams this year, it would have been Georgia, Alabama, TCU, and probably Tennessee too. So that's four SEC teams playing that tough SEC schedule. So I think it kind of goes both ways. Yeah, I, I mean, I see what you're saying, but I'm not even looking at it from the point of view of, 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 of Alabama not getting into the playoff. I'm looking at a point of view as like, why would why would it even be how can you possibly view what the Big 12 is now without TCU and Oklahoma as a 
Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, yeah, Texas yeah. and Oklahoma joined the SEC. How can you how can you now look at the Big Twelve? And I'm really picking on the Big Twelve, but you can look at the Pac-12 too in the future with with USC leaving and and, and UCLA. Mm-hmm. Um, how can you look at those conferences and say, yeah, they're on they're on an equal playing field with uh, with the SEC, so they have the same opportunities to get in the playoff. So what I'm saying is, so you could have you could have four Pac-12 teams get in too, and so now you're mm-hmm. down to eight teams. Well, what if what if two or three of the uh, Big Twelve teams get in? Well, now you're down to about six. What if you got two or three of the of the of the Big Ten? Now you got what three or four spots open left? Okay, then you got okay. So you got three spots left, and you got four SEC teams with two losses. Mm-hmm. But. Good old TCU, they beat Baylor and Texas Tech all season long in Kansas. <laughs> yeah. So let's put them in because that their final record was better. So I, I just I just feel like we're th- something else is going to change. Uh, I don't think this is going to be the way it stays for very long because other Saban, Saban is ahead of the curve. Other coaches are going to are going to catch up with Coach Saban on what he's thinking about this, and realize, yeah, I don't want I don't want the Big Twelve and who they are right now to have the same opportunities as what we have to get to the playoff because they're not even remotely close to playing the competition that we have to play every single week. So I, I just, especially now with Texas and Oklahoma coming in, I mean, my goodness, the Big Twelve is is pathetic. Yeah. I mean, just think they're two they're two best teams from last season. Their two best teams, TCU and Kansas State, got boat raced in their last games. Yeah. Boat raced. Alabama boat raced one Kansas State and, and Georgia, Georgia boat raced. Georgia, Georgia yeah. boat raced TCU like six times in the first half. <laughs> yeah. It got ugly quick. So you saying that they're on a level playing field? The, and and the, yeah. my, I think and I and I'm obviously I'm putting words in the coach Saban's mouth. But I feel like that's what he's trying to say. But obviously, mm-hmm. he can't go out and say TCU and the Big Twelve because that that wouldn't be right, or and, it's, and it wouldn't be fair for him to point out those teams either. But his whole point is, I don't want to play uh, nine or ten SEC. Well, and if you play a nine game schedule, then the SEC championship game. I don't want to play ten SEC teams in a season plus a Wisconsin or an Ohio State every single year. Right. Uh. And take a risk of you know you know what if my quarterback gets hurt uh, in the uh, in the Ohio State game to start the year and he misses the first month and we also happen to play Georgia and LSU that month too you know I mean I just just for example yeah. I mean I know that's worst case scenario but but as the coach of Alabama he's having he looks out for Alabama yes I mean that's his job is to look out for Alabama so he's thinking about all those scenarios and what could happen and. It's just he, he's looking at the competitive balance, and it's never going to be completely fair. Of course, it's not, because right. because the competitive balance is already not there. Because you know, Alabama and Ohio State and Michigan, Georgia, Texas, Oklahoma, they all pile more money into their programs than anybody else in the country. So they obviously create more value for for not really just their programs, but for their players uh, from in, nowadays for an NIL purposes. So. Uh, that part is never going to be level, but that's not a com- that's not a competition on the field problem. That's mm-hmm. a competition in the money problem. Yeah, and you got to separate those two a little bit. 
Yeah, I agree. Joe? I agree, too. Um, obviously, you know, we're bantering back and forth, but it's... Oh, this is fun. You know? Yeah, yeah this, this is fun. fun. This is this yeah. is fun to me. Um, yeah, no and then also, just kind of the only other thing that Nick Saban said that I didn't like was, you know, being favored against certain teams. Because if you look at the games, I mean, Alabama, I think, was favored against Tennessee. Um, they were favored against LSU. So I do think that's kind of like a mute point in my mind. Um, because like I always say, I know I sound like a broken record. You play the games on the field, not on paper. So I don't really, I wasn't, that was one of the things I took issue with, but I do agree with Saban that something has to change and something will likely change. It's just, it's kind of like NIL too. Like everything right now is a bit of a crapshoot. You know, you got the same yeah. playoffs, like college football next year is going to be so different. Like this is the last quote unquote normal year of college football. Right, right. Um, and it, and there's still a lot going on. So there's a lot it's of like, things. It's it's yeah. kind of the wild west right now. So there's a lot of things they need to, to get under control. And there's definitely a way to do it. And like you guys keep saying, you know, Saban is the GOAT for a reason. And, and right. a lot of other coaches will catch on. Uh, it's just kind of right now, basically, you know, trial by error type of thing, uh, which sucks to say. But I still, I'm looking forward to this season and I'm, I'm looking forward to next season as well. I think there's a lot to be excited about, not just with Alabama, but college football as a whole. There's a lot going on, some good, some bad, but I'm excited for this season. Yeah, and and I want to I want to make uh, go ahead, Jack. Go ahead, Jack. No, you, I was just going to say, you know, I just want to go off the the competitive balance thing. You know, like Stacy's putting in the 12 team playoff. Okay, let's go by each conference. Let's look at the ACC. There's really only two teams right now in that conference deserving potential playoff spots, and that's Clemson and Florida State. You go to the Big 12, you have two potentially, maybe that, maybe three, depending. Pac-12, Pac once USC and UCLA goes, Oregon. Maybe Oregon. Yeah, maybe Oregon. Maybe U Utah. Utah Who, once every yeah. three or four years, maybe. May, and, well, it depends on what, what prom does at Colorado up there. But honestly, the Big Ten and, and the SEC, you uh, the Big Ten, once UCLA and, and USC get over there, you probably have four teams. SEC is going to have four or five every single year, potentially, that could be in that four or in that 12 team playoff. So, how are they going to do that? Like, like Stacey said, you know, you, you, it's got to be, if you want to get the 12 teams, you've got to put the 12 best teams. In yeah, there. and see, and that that's yeah. that's Saban's whole point, and that's why right. he brought up that's why he brought up the, you know, Alabama would have been favored against three mm -hmm. of the four opponents because, and the reason why he said that is he was he was basically saying, uh, Vegas knew we were better, or right. or at least thought we were better, and and I I I would dare say that any everybody besides TCU fans that they were put on a lie detector test, and and asked was Alabama one of the four best teams. Uh, last season, if, if they said no, I think it'd show they were lying. If it said right. yes, it'd say they were telling. Because you, you ask, was, do what now? Was Michigan one of the four best teams though? Before, like when the playoffs started, when you if you looked on paper, would you say, okay, Michigan deserves to be in here? Michigan, uh, based off of yeah, their body I, of work. Yeah, I mean, I th they beat they beat Ohio State, but then yeah. TCU beat Michigan. And now, I mean, it's uh, it's so it's so yeah. unpredictable. I mean, a lot of it is predictable, but there's so much of it that's still 
Okay, uh, but yeah. but I'm I'm going to I'm going to go back to the to the Michigan thing. Mm-hmm. What happens to them every time they play in a meaningful game? They choke big time. Ohio I mean, State was a pretty big game for them. Okay, he's Jim Harbaugh's two and seven against Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, and and people can say this don't matter. No, it it, it matters. History mm-hmm. history more times than not repeats itself. Mm-hmm. What happens to Michigan in big games under Jim Harbaugh? They have choked historically. I mean, go go back to the 2020 or yeah, the Citrus Bowl when Alabama played Michigan. Alabama was around a touchdown favorite. They nearly beat them by three touchdowns, and I mean, it just that's what that's what that's what Jim Harbaugh does. Right. That was the Mac Jones legacy game. Yes, yeah, it was. It was. The yes, legend it was. was born. That, was. I was like, who is this kid? That's right. But I just want to say one other thing. You know, I, I may be completely wrong on this, but I kind of have a sneaky feeling that when when that fourth team popped up as Ohio State, Kirby Smart went, because I guarantee, well, you know. I, I'm not even sure it was that, but I, I'm, yeah. I think he was probably more of, oh, TCU is in, not Alabama. Right, yeah. Because because exactly. to me, the two teams that, that – Kirby didn't want to play would have been Ohio State and Alabama. You know why? Because mm-hmm. they had elite quarterbacks. Right. What does Georgia struggle with? Elite, elite quarterbacks. quarterbacks. And Ohio State about got them. They just yeah. I mean, they, they, they were close. I mean, they they, they were right there with them. Yeah. And uh, but I don't know. It's just if 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 they if somebody could look at me with a straight face without Alabama bias and say. Alabama wasn't one of the four best teams, which is what, like I mentioned, I didn't make I didn't make the rule that the college football playoff was the four best teams. That wasn't me. I didn't make that rule. That was them. That was them. Yeah, the best is definitely a tough tough word choice on their part. Yeah, I mean they they set themselves up for failure on that. If they would have said the four most deserving, right. then they would have more leeway. Mm-hmm. But. When they when they they put themselves in a corner when they said the four best teams, because think, yeah, because they really put their, they boxed themselves in a corner when they said that. Because I don't think I, every year they've gotten the four best teams. Honestly, I'd have I to go think, back and look. I can't. It's hard for me to remember. But I still think strength of schedule isn't really being talked about enough. I mean, we're talking about what's the point in playing a tough schedule. I think the strength of schedule is still going to be very important just because the playoffs are being expanded. I mean, you're going to have teams that are going to get automatic bids, but if, you know, Alabama's got two or three losses and you're comparing them this year, we, I mean, it, we should have gotten in based off the strength of schedule alone. Exactly. So right. that, that, yeah. That's, that's my point. That's my point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. TCU's... I also think their hands were tied a little bit though, because who was it? No, who they wasn't. They they, the they're the ones. Before. They're the ones who said the, the the four best teams. Yeah. They they tied their hands themselves. Mm-hmm. I think it was who was it? I'm trying to think that that some people were saying got screwed out of the playoffs. I can't remember off the top of my head who it was, but I think the committee kind of had a bit of a chip on their shoulder, and a lot of I think the media did play a big part in it because the media was gassing up TCU, which oh, shouldn't yeah. be shouldn't yeah. be the case at all. And you know everybody besides agree, Alabama fans doesn't like to see Alabama in the playoffs. You know people want to see Alabama fall, so they right. were like, "Oh, TCU deserves to be in it." But um, I still think strength of schedule is going to be very important, and I think people kind of need to remember that. And you know, with the expanded playoffs, maybe you'll you'll get 
the winner of the Big 12 makes it in and they're not very good. But then yeah. a team maybe who's the three or four in the SEC would get in over a two in the Pac-12 or the Big 12. So I think we still need to remember that strength of schedule is is king. And a well, lot of see, I, 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 I would believe you if they would have shown any kind of historical evidence that that's what they were going to do. Right. But I mean, last year proved to me that 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 they're and that's once again going back to Coach Saban's entire thought process. What's the point of having a tough schedule if it's not going to pay off in the end? Right. I think I mean, there needs to be some continuity too with the committee. Right. I, I understand the fact that you want to rotate people in and out, but I think it would make a lot more sense and set like an actual precedent if you have the same people making the decisions year after year. Yeah, that's the, the, the dumbest thing to me is that they have a revolving door on the committee. That's dumb. Right. Yeah. How about you find people that know what they're talking about and they're the people? Right. I mean, yeah, because you might have somebody who wasn't on the committee last year but was on the year before and thought a certain team would get in. And, I mean, you hate to hear this. Maybe that, that's why this year they were like, oh, the TCU should be in as, like, retribution or something. Yeah. Right. Which, yeah. but the, the strength of schedule to me is kind of like the competitive balance Stacey's been talking about. How are you going to say that Alabama's going to have to go, like, play at Wisconsin, at Ohio State, and then all the all the away games in the SEC in the future – while TCU plays their hardest games against Baylor, you know, every single year. Or, or Oregon's hardest game of the year every single year in the future is going to be Utah. I mean, there's got to be some continuity there, and that's the, that's the issue here. There isn't. SEC is – if just the schedule mattered, then, you know, it, it should matter across the whole country, not just in the SEC. Right, and, and one thing that uh... – you know, earlier I kind of went on that spiel about, you know, what if this certain team from each conference made the league? I completely left out the ACC when I've right. done that. I mean, you're talking about Florida State's on the rise. Clemson's yeah. always right there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you're getting to a point now where – and if you're going to give every conference an automatic bid, there's almost half of your bids are gone. That's five right. leagues. Right. That's yeah. So, you're, you're down to seven – uh, uh, at large bids. At large bids, uh, then th then things start to get dicey, and and, and it's then happen. then yeah. okay, it, it, once again, let's say, you know, you, I, and I'm asking the question because they have yet to prove to me that strength of schedule matters to them. Right. The playoff committee is who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you got, let's say, you got a an eleven and one, Oregon. You got a ten and two Alabama. I think the year that Alabama got in after losing to Auburn, I think they made the right decision at that year, and that we ended up winning the national championship that year. But a lot of that was based off the strength of schedule. So I think, yeah, it's but I happened. think that year too, there wasn't there wasn't really that many. I, I think it was a pretty down year uh, across yeah. the board. I, I mean, Clemson was number one that year; they were undefeated. That's true. Uh, then you had you had uh, Oklahoma. I want to mm -hmm. say they might have been undefeated, and they, that year they happened to beat Ohio State at Ohio yep. State. And yep. then you had you had Georgia, who uh, Oklahoma who, played Georgia and Bama played Clemson, yeah, right? Right, right. Yeah. And so, so, and I think Oklahoma and Clemson were undefeated, and mm -hmm. Georgia's only loss was to Alabama uh, in, in the, the SEC. And no, 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 uh, no, no, no. Georgia no. won the SEC championship game yeah. against Auburn. That's right. Yeah. 
-hmm. and Auburn had like three or four losses. Yeah. So they, so they were, they wasn't going to get in. And, yeah. and so, uh, I, I think that, that, so it was kind of a cut and dry thing. It was, you know, a one loss Alabama, you know, was, right. the, the, was the fourth team. So it was, it was sort of cut and dry. And that's the year Alabama beat the dog out of Clemson. And then Tua had the second and 26 against Georgia, but that's right. Uh, more year. I mean, a, to me, most of the time it's pretty cut and dry who the four best teams are. I I will admit that last year, because Alabama did have two losses, it made it a little more difficult. But then when you when you think when it when it's a little more closer than it usually is, and TCU does have a loss. Remember, they did have a loss. Right. They didn't win their conference. Nope. So that they didn't have anything really to hold above Alabama's head, except they had one fewer loss. God, mm -hmm. they almost had like four or five losses. And and, and so well, yeah. my, my point is, yes, was it a little tougher last year? But when you really take a step back and look, um, nah, I, I mean, Alabama played five road games. That's five of the toughest places to play right. in the country uh, against really good competition. Uh, you know, I just, I, I think, I think a lot of Bama fatigue got involved last year yep. uh, when making that decision, and I, I just, I hope, and I think this is what Saban's entire, you know, the reason he even he keeps talking about it is that he hopes that strength of schedule becomes more important to the college football playoff committee moving forward than what it was last season. Yeah. I just want to, you know, if I was on like a committee, I would have to sit down and say, okay, Alabama went and their two losses was at Tennessee and at LSU. And TCU went at those places. If they had to go there and their current current state, is I just don't know. I mean, who knows? I I'd, I'd be I think it'd be kind of hard though. Yeah, and see, it's when you play those those kind of games, it does get tricky, and that's when you right. have to that, and that that's why they they boxed themselves in a the corner, saying mm -hmm. the four best teams. Right, they did. If, you, they, if you're still thinking that, then you you somewhere you thinking Alabama is one yeah, of the I mean, four best teams. Uh, uh, that, that I go back, yeah. I go back to the lie detector thing. There, mm -hmm. there's not many people outside of TCU fans who who thought in their heart of hearts, mm -hmm. truth, gun to their head. That Alabama wouldn't win the four best teams, right? I think the playoffs going forward are going to be a question mark, but I think the the regular season games that we're going to get the matchups just based off of conference realignment alone are going to be. I mean, it's going to be unbelievably fun to watch a lot of these games. I think the regular season games are going to be better. The competition is going to be better. Playoffs is a big question mark, but I think going forward, the regular season is going to be a lot more entertaining to watch. I mean, you're still going to have you know, Iowa playing Rutgers or whatever, but you're going to have a lot more marquee matchups of teams, which is going to be a whole lot of fun. Yeah. And, and so that's that, a silver lining, in my opinion. Well, it is a silver lining, but it also – it leads it leads to, to, to more losses for, for everybody's favorite team. I mean, it's uh, that's what's going to happen. I mean, when you play uh, – you know, when you add Texas and Oklahoma oh, to your uh, – to your uh, conference, uh, you're just adding uh, – better program so it, it makes it tougher and uh now the big 12 won't matter i mean my goodness that what, who's left out there uh oklahoma state baylor kansas they're adding Buffalo. teams aren't they 
They're adding Cincinnati, I, know, I think. C- Central Florida. UCF. Central, yeah, UCF. Uh, whoop de doo Right. Oh, yeah. The 2000, still, what are they, 2010 National Champions or something or whatever? <laughs> no, it, it was the year we were yeah. talking about because Central oh, 20, Florida yeah, beat, beat right. Auburn. That's right, yeah. I'm not I'm not worried, though, about, you know, the one or two spots that the, like the Pac-12 winner and the winner of the Big 12 takes up. I'm really not because, like I said earlier, I still think those SEC teams, if they are have a great strength of schedule and they've battled all year – and they've proved that they're one of the best teams in the country. I still think they're really going to find a way to get in the playoffs. So I get what I you hope, guys are saying, but to I me, hope, those two. I hope you're right, but I, I don't have faith in them because they haven't proven to me that that's that's something they really come look on, Stacy. Have some faith. <laughs> I mean, I mean I it's kind of hard to. I, I want to believe that. I mean, I really do because, and I think that's. I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't talked to Nick Saban, obviously, but <laughs> after watching what he's said over the last few weeks and few months and, and, you know, watching him closely for the last 15 plus years, Saban is always a step ahead of everybody else. He's thinking about things that nobody else is thinking of right now in this moment. And uh, people think he's complaining. Of course he's mad his team didn't make the playoff. Duh. I mean, any competitor would be, I mean, like what, 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 I just that that part baffles me how people are like he's complaining because his team didn't make the playoff. Well, yeah, no crap. Right. I mean, that's that's his goal. I mean, like, what do you mean, duh? Right. Uh, but uh, I just Saban's a step ahead. Of everybody, he understands that there's the playoff. He he don't have much faith in the playoff committee is what I'm trying to say because last year they could have they could have said, look, TCU, I'm sorry, you had a good run, but you didn't play nobody all year. They didn't. You didn't play nobody, TCU. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't help you. I think the one thing that helped TCU out a lot last year is that their schedule is that they had a what was it round robin in the Big Twelve. So all the games they played were against Big Twelve teams. So they didn't have any of the cupcake games that you know some of these other conferences had. So I think people looked at that and just thought, you know, this conference is competitive. They all played each other. All the games were close, so I think that was a big reason for why that the committee kind of gave them the nod. Not that that's right for them to do, but I think that is also, and I think um, the dissolving of uh, divisions in the Big Ten and SEC, I think, is going to be good because you know. Yeah. Um, here's here's they're they're uh, they're they played a team called Tarleton State in week two of last week last year. I have never heard of that school. Tarleton Who? State. Tarleton State. Is that are they Bishop Sycamore? Are they in Bishop Sycamore's league? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, yeah, I mean it's Do uh, you guys I, do what? Do you guys like the getting rid of the divisions? I think it's a it makes more sense for I, th- oh, I, I love think, it. I think it makes more sense for the conference championship for the purpose of a conference championship game. Mm-hmm. But this is so far from being over as far as expansion goes, as far as what conference realignment looks like. Because, and you can ask Jake this, Joe. I think I've been saying this for a minimum of five years, maybe even longer than that. That before it's over and done with, there's going to be super conferences. Like, there's going to be super conferences, and it may yep. just be two of them. Yeah. I, and and it it's may be not, like the it, Hunger Games. It's yeah. It's gonna be like the NFL. That's what it's gonna turn into. I mean, I, I, I look, and I love the NFL, but 
But I love college football too, and I love it for yeah. a different reason. I love college football more than I do the NFL. I, for I that, do. For, you know. And the reason is because of the of the tradition, because of right. of of playing the third Saturday of Oct- of October, and it meaning something and mattering. Mm-hmm. If we keep going down this slippery slope that we're on, we're going to be in two or three, a maximum of three uh, super conferences where if you lose three or four games in a regular season, you're probably still going to make the playoff as a, as a wild card. So yeah. who, who cares about the third Saturday in October other than bragging rights for the fans? Right. Yeah, and, it, and we said this last week, it all kind of boils down to money, and you hate to see money run the sport in the, the ground. Thing. And that's Here we sort go. Of kind of what it, it is a slippery slope in a lot of ways. And some of the stuff, I, you know, I've talked about, I, I'm fine with but a lot of it, like you guys are stating, is kind of just – a big question mark and puts a bad taste in your mouth for the sport college right. football. Yeah. That we're all that's, used to seeing and yeah. loving. Yeah. That's exactly. Why I, that, that's, yeah. I think, I think that's for the most part, coach Saban's mm-hmm. worry. And obviously he's probably going to be retired long before that happens, but it doesn't mean that he, that he still doesn't want to do his best to kind of impact it while he's still here. And maybe, maybe reverse sort of the the way that we're going about it in college football because it's not too late to save it. There's still a way that they can navigate this and make it work and keep the pageantry of college football alive. But it's it's we're we're getting off awfully close to to kind of just go ahead and jumping off that cliff and you know making it a a semi pro league. (laughs) Put Coach Saban on the committee. Oh man, oh, I love that. The truth is, he just needs to be the czar of college football whenever he <laughs> steps down as Alabama's right. football yeah. coach, which I hope is never. I, I mean, yeah. I hope he like. I think he's a cyborg, so maybe he just lives forever. And I hope so. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but, you, you, you already. Yeah, I'm real quick. I just want to say that we're talking about the money part. You already see how NIL has affected the game, but you know, we did that solely the NIL stuff solely to get a new a new video game out there. Well, now it's probably never going to happen because now they're getting sued. So there's always consequences to everything moving forward. So NIL is, you know, that's what we wanted. So we have name, image, and likeness, which I feel like the, the, the student or the, the kids and the athletes need that. They need some kind of money for their name, image, and likeness. But the way we've gone about it is totally wrong, and we've got to solve that before anything else, you know, well, the truth it. is we have one thing to blame for all this, and it's the NCAA and for their lack of yep. leadership. No and, and structure. There's yes. no structure. There's no, no structure. leadership. There's no guidance. There's no direction. And it's all the NCAA's fault. And yep. I think that's a really good place to kind of wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> I agree 100%. Damn the NCAA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. All right. Well, hey, we appreciate everybody watching our show tonight. It was a lot of fun to kind of go back yeah. and forth and – uh, you know, discuss, you know, really the world of college football and how the landscape is completely changing. And uh, is it too late? I don't think so. I think they can kind of salvage some things. And, and I'm not saying it's it's everything okay. that's changing right now is is bad. I, I just I just think there there needs to be the, we need to pump the brakes a little bit is all I'm saying. We need to before we get ahead of ourselves. And, and I think that's really all that Coach Saban's really trying to say. And when he, when he kind of gets out there and makes the comments that he's making, but uh, but like I said, thank you so much for watching. A lot of fun to kind of discuss all this. Uh, we hope that you like, share, and subscribe today so you don't miss any of our content here at Tide Talk Live. Uh, guys, a lot of fun. Really enjoyed yeah. it. Can't wait to get back on here 
hopefully uh, maybe maybe even later this week if it works out or maybe next week. Uh, but we'll we'll continue the content throughout the summer, mm-hmm. and we appreciate all you guys tuning in tonight. And hopefully, if you can't if you didn't watch it live, you're you're catching up with us now uh, on the recording version. So just thank you so much. Uh, can't wait to get back on here again real soon. Uh, but uh, we'll see you uh, real soon, Jake, Joe. Y'all be good. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Yes, sir.